You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This episode of Gators Breakdown is brought to you by MyBookie. Use promo code GATORS to double your first deposit. Only at mybookie.ag. This episode of Gators Breakdown is also brought to you by Shark Coatings. Visit sharkfloorcoatings.com when you need professional floor coating services done right the first time. Want more Gators Breakdown? Join Gators Breakdown Plus. Starting at $3 a month, get access to unique episodes, plus a blog, chat room, giveaways, shoutouts, and more. Gators Breakdown Plus is furthering the interaction with fans and listeners like you. Head to gatorsbreakdown.supportingcast.fm to join Gators Breakdown Plus today. Gators Breakdown. Because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown Podcast is ready to go. I'm your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. It is Florida. It is LSU in the swamp under the light Saturday night. This one's always big. <laughs> I know the records aren't best for both teams. Both teams 4-2 and two coming in kind of makes it uh, even more important. Uh, when you look at it from some different angles, you know, both first-year head coaches, Billy Napier, Brian Kelly, want to get this victory uh, over the others. There's so many storylines with the, the Louisiana, the state storyline, where Billy Napier coached before at Louisiana in that right there in Lafayette. And would LSU be interested in Billy Napier? And, that, you know, whatever you want to believe in that come, you know, whatever you want to believe as far as that storyline goes, whether he was ever a candidate for LSU or not, it doesn't really matter. Billy Napier's at Florida. He's going against LSU. They get Brian Kelly. You know, both programs, both athletic directors <laughs> won't want this game uh, when you look at it in, in some ways. So, look, I'm sure it's personal for Billy Napier and a lot of that staff. Some of that staff is from Louisiana, grew up in Louisiana. So this game, uh, you know, it, it doesn't have the – ranked the top 10 both teams in the sec race right now feeling but we know how big this one is last two years of hurt florida goes into the game big favorites only to come out with a loss so there we go there's a lot to come in to this game there's a lot going into this game uh to help me break it all down blake Rafino from RU serious sports where he covers lsu will join me right here on gators breakdown to give us a preview of those bayou bingles but before we get there Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. It really, really helps us out here on Gators Breakdown, that YouTube version. Uh, you subscribe. Whenever I throw these previews up, you'll get that notification. You'll be able to watch it. Those likes really go a long way in helping other Gator fans out there find Gators Breakdown on YouTube. All those comments as well. You guys have been leaving so many good comments, whether it be live, whether it be uh, after the fact and throw it in the comment section. I try and hop in and, and reply back a bit. Uh, some, some good conversation lately going on there. And make sure you check us out at newsforjacks.com slash Gators Breakdown. That is the home of Gators Breakdown. And on Gators Breakdown Plus, a lot of good conversation. Talking about conversation, like we keep it going in multiple avenues. Gators Breakdown Plus is the main avenue right there on that Discord server. Lots of good conversation this week as well about uh, coverages, cover threes, um, Quarters coverage, dating back to last week's game versus Missouri and who's right and who's wrong. A lot of conversation going on there uh, on the Gators Breakdown Plus Discord. Uh, so, And extra episode this week, Q&A session 
uh, this week as well with Gators Breakdown Plus. Members, that link to join is in the description. Hey, look, only starts at three bucks a month. Skip that one cup of coffee. Skip that one beer at the bar. Whatever, you know, <laughs> join in if you want to have some conversation with some fellow Gator fans and some extra Gators Breakdown content. But let's get right now, let's get straight to Blake Rufino to give us a preview of these LSU Tigers. All right, and here we are with Blake from RU Serious Sports. He's been on Gators Breakdown before, of course. Blake, man, this uh, here we are again, Florida LSU, and I mean, it, of course, both teams not ranked. It's not the usual matchup that we expect from these two teams, but of course, there's the Brian Kelly, Billy Napier storyline, Billy Napier being from Louisiana, both teams just having first-year head coaches in general, the only two coaches in the SEC uh, that have it. I mean, there, there's, there's still plenty of storylines, my friend. Dave, emotionally, I can't take this. You know what I mean? Like, I just, it's just like, I feel like every time we come on or we bring you on, whatever it may be, it's just like <clears throat> this game still means so much. Like, it yeah. might not have the national feel to it, but it's still got a lot. I mean, look, the truth is LSU's in desperation mode for a win here. Okay. Let's call it what it is. I don't know because I don't cover Florida every day like you do, obviously. I don't know if that's the same kind of nature in Gainesville, but LSU's in a desperation mode, especially after they just got their butts kicked by Tennessee. And so um, that's the vibe and feel. And, you know, and then people start getting depressed here because, Dave, at some point you're not going to pull a rabbit out of a hat and beat Florida, you know, right? Like you're not going to have the chaotic, you know, games that you have or have had. Um but I think it's going to be a good game. Dave, I think it's a it's a game of matchups. You know, like mm. um, Osiris Torrance, and, and I think I told you this, I think was the best portal offensive lineman in the country coming out. And, you know, like then you have him going up against Makai Wingo, who's graded as the SEC's number one defensive tackle, who's a transfer from Missouri. So it, it's a game of matchups. And – Dave, here's the but here's the storyline though. Billy Napier, LSU, you know, how did you know, should they have gone after him? Should they have interviewed him? All this kind of stuff. If Billy Napier beats LSU, there's gonna be pitchforks and Baton Rouge when the plane arrives. All uh, right, you know, like and so yeah, that's hey, like, yeah, yeah, but hey, hey, ADs, both ADs are looking at this game pretty pretty, pretty with a with a microscope too. <laughs> well, and and Dave, really, it's a measuring stick game. For both programs, in my opinion, you know, yeah. who, who whose team has been able to buy into the process more? I think it's Florida right now, if I'm being honest, more than LSU. Um, so it doesn't bode well. I don't feel good, honestly, if I'm an LSU fan. Yeah, like I, I have no confidence either way in this one. Uh, I, I think both teams are mirror images in some ways. Uh, and, and, you know, I'll discuss it. But, I mean, they, they both have a good win. Florida has a Utah win. LSU has a Mississippi State win. They both have coulda, shoulda, woulda games. Florida with Kentucky. You guys with FSU. Both teams lost to Tennessee. Different forms and fashion there, of course. But there's still, you know, so you look at the schedule and you look at how these teams played out. Uh, and first-year head coaches, as I mentioned, that storyline too. I mean, there are – there, and just the enigma. The enigma, though, I, I don't know what to expect from Florida week in and week out. And you, I'm sure you feel the same way with LSU. <laughs> It's the same exact thing. Again, it, it's it's like you said, Dave, it's mirror images, right? Like, and if this game were in Baton Rouge, I would feel a lot more comfortable, you know, like going to Brian Kelly going to the swamp for the first time. And we, we saw what happened when LSU went to Auburn of all places. Now, that play was just rocking, okay? And Robbie Ashford went off. But I, I mean, if Robbie Ashford can go off, can Anthony Richardson not? I, I mean, and so. Uh, and Dave, look, I, I said this in the beginning of the season. I put placed a ten dollar bet on Anthony Richardson to win a Heisman because I still <laughs> see I still see good things from him. He's only going to continue to get better. And what Anthony Richardson's going to be here? I think he's the key in all this. Mm -hmm. If he goes full Kentucky, if he goes full Tennessee, Dave LSU's in serious trouble. Okay, because they can't keep up. And I think that that's what gives L uh, gives Florida an edge over LSU. It's him. And I get that he's had some bad moments, and I understand it. But when he's on, watch out, right? And so LSU doesn't have the offensive power 
in my opinion, to um, to do that. They have a you know their offensive line. They're starting five star uh, left tackle had an episode had a you know um, was out last week. You got starting right uh, a freshman right tackle. They've they're beat up on the offensive line. Right. It's not it's not boding well. I, I'm just telling you, it's not looking well. Now we they what's funny is is. We've had these stories before the last three years, <laughs> yeah. and I don't know if it's going to be the same, but it's trending again in the same exact direction. I mean, last year, week of Florida game, Kayshawn Boutte, all right, he's out. He's not going to play, but it didn't matter. It didn't. LSU just runs up and down on Florida anyway when LSU hadn't been able to run the ball all year long anyway. <laughs> so well, that's, that's, that's just well, that's what we're talking about with this game. You just can't predict it. Well, and Dave, even on the offensive line, you know, LSU ran that same counter trap play, yeah. and they found Anthony Bradford, a four-star kid from Michigan who, quite honestly, everybody's like, who in the world is this cat, okay? And But again, I, I, don't, I don't feel good about this one, though, because I, I think, and Dave, I, I've, I've gotten blistered by LSU fans this week from saying this. LSU has changed everything. Everything. Brian Kelly, uh, you know, head coach, offense and defensive coordinator, personnel staff. Dave, they've hired hired and fired 41 new people in the front office at LSU, and you still have the same problems on the field that mm -hmm. you did a season ago. Dave, you know, look, and, and I, I've said yeah, you this. You preach to the choir. Florida's changed so much to it, and, and the defense looks a, a lot the same. <laughs> well, and, and some point, Dave, you got to ask the question, is it the coaching staff or is it the group of dudes? Yeah. Right? Like – I, I, it's I, a slippery I, slope this early in the coach's tenure. It's a slippery slope because Dave, if you're having the same exact issues, who is that? Who does that fall on? Yeah. Now I I get blistered because it's like, oh well, Blake's calling out players. No, I'm not. Is it reality or is it not, Dave? I will, I'll never forget this. We were we played Stephen F. Austin when I was at Southeastern. We got our butts torn up, and really and truthfully, we had everything new. And I'll never forget Tyler Beatty, who was the quarterback for us. He was RG3's backup at Baylor, believe it or not. He transferred. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, yeah. And, well, he got beat out by RG3. He threw a pick, and they put in RG3. Then he transferred to Southeastern. <laughs> was fantastic. And he came in there and goes, guys, it's us. Like, stop blaming the coaching staff. Stop blaming you got this and that. Girlfriend doesn't like you anymore. Let's go out there and win. Number one, Sam Houston comes into town. And we win. At some point, you got to have that guy that steps up. Now, I don't know who that is for Florida, but for LSU, they got to have a dude that just comes in there and says, "Enough's enough." And you, you know, Dave. Every, every, it seems like every year, it's that Florida game for LSU. And and really and truthfully, I can go back, Dave, to to nineteen, right? Like, yeah, you know, I, I mean, that was a prove it game for LSU in Death Valley. And Joe, I'll never forget this as long as I live. We were talking about Burrow before we came on here. And he goes to the sidelines and looks at Jamar Chase and goes, uh, I think it's Henderson, the DB. Uh, was it CJ Henderson? The mm -hmm. DB. And he goes, He's 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 just absolutely locking you down. And he just knew how to press those buttons. They don't have that dude. And I know I sound like a Debbie Downer, but it's just the truth. All right, Blake, let's get started. Uh, head coach, Brian Kelly, uh, so yep. far. Of course, we don't have to go into all the offseason headlines. That's spoken uh, like crazy before. Everybody knows the storylines going along there. Um, but since the season has started, of course, didn't get off to the good start uh, against FSU, uh, but did bounce back. That set up a big game versus Tennessee last week. Uh, but what's your – four and two right now are the LSU Tigers. What's the, the, uh, the kind of lowdown on Brian Kelly so far? I, I think it's a, can be a, a breath of f fresh air in a sense, you know, when it comes to recruiting, when it comes to being at the podium and even on the field. I just feel like he's got to have time to build his culture and build his program. Um, look, Brian Kelly is who he is. Either you like him or you don't like him. But I, I do see the processes that's going on. LSU, for whatever it's worth, they start off every game slow. Every game they start off slow. But I think the strength and conditioning staff that they've brought in has done a lot of good stuff. They, they've really been in games in fourth quarter. They're not tired. They're ready to go. It just It's an indication of a Brian Kelly type of team. Um, 
I, I do think right now he's trying to find out who he has and the guys that can play, and I think it's going to take him some time. But I, I will say this. I do like Brian Kelly right now a lot and a lot of things he's doing. I don't think a lot of these miscues are on him. You open, you fumbled an opening kickoff against Tennessee. You know, like you're having these problems, but a lot of them are execution problems. A lot of plays they're calling, a lot of things they're doing defensively are really good coached schematic they do a lot of things well on the drawing board they just got to get the guys in there that can do it so so dave for me i really like brian kelly a lot i think he's meticulous in his preparation and i think it bodes well for lsu and how they do things like jay daniels quarterback there for lsu and of course able to make some plays with his legs. Uh, and I, I think that keeps a whole lot of life for this offense uh, there. And look, a conservative passing attack, but it's led to where there's not a, a whole bunch of turnovers uh, for, for at the quarterback position, kind of you know, very opposite of Florida right now in that regard. Um, threw over 300 yards last week on Tennessee, but you know only 80 the week before versus Auburn, uh, but 210 versus Mississippi State and 209 versus FSU. So, you know, we're like I said, used to our own little roller coaster here at the quarterback position at Florida. Um, what's up with the Daniels? Uh, maybe up and downs through the year. I think it has a lot to do with a lot of things. I think play calling is an issue. I think you know, like for example, last week LSU can't move the ball down the field vertically. Third and one, they're calling a fade route, and Kayshawn Booty's getting double covered. Um, he's kind of gun shy on some of these throws, but he's gun shy because Kayshawn Booty leads the team in drops. You know, against Auburn, everybody looks at the stat line and says, oh, well, damn, eight for 20, 80 yards. Well, well, he had six drops of his own, meaning the receivers had six drops. Then he gets nicked up a little. Garrett Nussmeyer, the backup, mm -hmm. comes in, and Dave, he goes two for six, and he's got three drops. So I, I think that, you know, it's easy to blame, and it's always easy to blame the quarterback, but he's not getting a lot of help around him either. And Kayshawn Bouti, the All-American, the guy that everybody talks about, it kind of looks a little disinterested at times. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know if this is NIL or looking forward to the NFL. I don't know, but there's been multiple passes that James put in his breadbasket that he just kind of, you know, he's lollygagging, not really giving a damn. And that will rattle a quarterback's confidence. Now, Dave, one thing I, I will say, if he's on with his legs, good luck. You know, and because he's got speed. He's got world-class speed. That's my biggest worry, Blake, of the game right, right there. That is my biggest well, worry. Same, Florida, has, with, Florida has struggled so much stopping the quarterback run this year. Well, and same with Richardson. Again, they, like you could it, – it, mirror image. He can move, and yep. if, if you look that Tennessee game, he, he was not the reason you lost. Right, he he went off, and if that guy shows back up, watch out because it, it they it feels like they're one game away from blowing it wide open. And who's it going to be? Is it going to be Florida? Is it going to be Ole Miss next week? Who, what team is that going to be? Because I, I have a feeling they're about to just bust one wide open. And you know I love you, brother, but I hope it's this week. I, you know, I, I hope it's this week, but we'll see. I don't think it is, but we'll see when that when that ultimately does happen. Yeah, you you mentioned Bouti there, but you know when while he has maybe trended down a little bit. Hey, look, Malik Neighbors shows up, a young wide receiver there for, for yep. LSU, comes on the scene last year, but uh, he got off to a strong start, and he's kind of just continued out throughout the season. How crazy is it that Mike Leach almost got Jack Besh? Uh, I know he was committed to, to Vanderbilt and Malik Neighbors. Like, I feel like Mike Leach can be an underrated wide receiver recruiting guru. Um, but, yeah, Malik is is a tough dude. You know, people re will remember the two-month uh, punts against Florida State, but Dave, good luck stopping him. You yeah. know, like if they – he's another just one of those LSU dudes, LSU wide receivers that – if you're one-on-one -on -one with him, he's nine times out of ten, he's going to beat you. Um, he can line up at the X. He can line up at the Y. He can line up at the Z. He, he, he can do it all. And the great knack that he has is drawing penalties. Because of how physical he is at the line of scrimmage for how, how smaller of a wide receiver he is, 
It is amazing. Dave, I saw – I don't know the gentleman's name. I think it's SEC StatCat. I think he mm -hmm. leads the, the SEC in pass interference drawn against. And that's an underrated stat, right? Like that means that, yeah, you might not have all the catches and yards and touchdowns in the world, but, man, you're finding a way. Like dudes are having to hold you to, to be able to stop you. That's another one of those connections. If, if Jaden Daniels and Malik Neighbors finally get it going – Again, Dave, they're just so close, man. You know, like they're they're in my opinion, they're so close from just busting one wide open. Yeah, interesting there. You know, Florida hasn't had a lot of uh, penalties on defense in that form or fashion of the of the defensive pass interference. So, yeah, I'm glad you brought I'm glad you brought that up. It'll be something we'll be keying in on uh, on this game. Uh, kind of going back to look, we we mentioned uh, Jaden Daniels and his approach on the ground as well. Leads LSU in, in rushing yards. It looks like about four guys behind him at the running back position that's just kind of all in that same little area of similar carries, similar yardage, nobody really breaking away. Pretty pretty balanced backfield. I'm not going to say balanced in a bad way unless you say it, but, uh, you know, is it – No, is, you're dead right. It, you're, yeah, is there an issue yeah. of somebody breaking out and separating, or is it just a bunch of, you know, four guys that are kind of just in the same mold and, and, and fashion? Trevor ATM would be starting for LSU. Okay. Bottom line. Okay, I mean – Again, I don't want to bash kids, but right, D Dave, we do our film breakdown. It's kind of like my little passion, you know, like to do the mm -hmm. all 22 film breakdown. They're missing wide open holes. You know, they're, I mean, I get that the, the play call is, you know, 34 zone. You know, like I get that. You bust outside, there's nobody there. <laughs> and it, it just comes to a point where, you know, like LSU has two running backs committed in this class, Caleb Jackson and Trey Hiley. Day one starters, mm. and I hate this call. It just it is what it is. You know, I, I was banging on the table. I'll never forget on you know me and you go on the Bill King show. And he's like, "How's ATN?" I'm like, "Sign him now." <laughs> I mean, because look how explosive he is, right? Like, if he gets outside, watch out. Wait, and, but you, you being in Louisiana now. Let me before I don't want to interrupt no, you there. Yeah. Um, even more surprised he's as good at Florida as is what he's showing because I didn't see it coming. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I know, Dave. I, I look. Listen, if if the last name is ATN is on the back of that jersey, okay, <laughs> I'm not because look, it's uh, LSU said the same thing about his brother. He can't play. Says whom? You like? I get that he's he he looked like more of a bruiser in high school, but that had a lot to do with his coaching staff. God bless his coaching staff. They, you know, I played with you know the offensive coordinator there. If you don't do what he says, it's kind of a problem. Where Billy kind of is like, hey, Trevor, don't get tackled. You know, like, find a way. Um, and he was a big-time baseball player, too. Like, people don't really remember that, how good he was. Kevin Sumlin, you better – hey, just let him try to walk on. You know, like, <laughs> he could play. He could definitely run. I, what I, I think it's an interesting question. Am I surprised he's doing as well as he is? Maybe a little. But, but man, I mean, they, they were so great. And both of them. So, yeah. but but here's the thing though, if he can go to Florida, he can go to LSU. Right. Okay. And you missed they Dave. They missed so bad twice, and that is what the problem has been in recruit. If there's one thing that's been a problem, it's been that you're missing on these three star dudes, low four star dudes. You gotta go and get them. Okay. Like you better be glad that Justin Jefferson had two brothers that played here. If not, he was going to state, you know, and so you just, I, I, I'm not surprised. No. Okay. All right. Yeah. This, uh, as you mentioned, Bruiser, that, that's kind of what I expected, but he's just, he's the most slippery running back Florida has right now. So it's uh, nice, yeah, nice, nice surprise, nice surprise there for the Gators. Um, 
Blake, probably something you want to look out for too. Florida struggled covering the tight end earlier this season. Uh, Brian Kelly loves the tight end possession. Uh, if you go back to his Notre Dame days, uh, freshman Mason Taylor, of course, uh, really came onto the scene or he was playing early in first game of the season versus Florida State. He fits in nicely there. Is he main target, main option at tight end? Is there yeah. more than him? Oh, no. He, he leads the team in targets. Yeah. You know, like, and look, he's had his growing pains, Dave. But, but you know, people are saying, "Oh, he's so bad!" Like, but last week he was the reason you almost you almost scored twice. You know, like he was the the highlight kind of your offense. You know, look, I I, I think that it, that's going to be a staple of Brian Kelly's offense. They got Mark McWay that that is committed. They're really going hard after Nicholas Harbor. Mason Taylor can surprise some people, and if you're not if you're not paying attention to him. He kind of just he finds an he has an uncanny way of getting wide open. The problem is, can he catch it? You know, like yeah. can he actually come down with it? You know, I, we made the the Louisiana people made a joke. You, you remember the movie Little Giants when they put the the, the you know the black goo on old dude's hand? <laughs> they kind of did the thing with Mason Taylor, uh, but but he just you know if you if you can get that wide open, you can make plays. Uh, but here's the thing, Jaden trusts him to get open. And he's going to find the guy that's open. Um, I didn't know that that was an issue for, or, or I say issue, but a problem Florida had. But if it's an issue, then watch out because look, they targeted him, I think, last week, Dave, 11 times, meaning Mason Taylor. Like they're going to go right at him. Uh, and, and, and I think I'm just saying, you guys should make it part of the game. Because put it this way a lot of teams out there are going to struggle with Utah and their tight ends. Now, Brent, Brent Keithy's out. There you know. Right. So a lot, but still, you know, they got three more tight ends behind him, <laughs> Kincaid being one at Utah. But, you know, it was something that reared its head. Kentucky had some success as well. Uh, it's just, you know, something that I definitely I'd be keying in on, especially Brian Kelly and his use of tight ends. Well, and, and another thing, too, uh, it's just how they want to attack the middle of the field. He is their middle of the field attack. Again, leads the team of targets, should lead the team in catches. But he's had his freshman issues, but he's coming on. I think if that's been an issue, they're going to target him a lot. I mean, and that's not – and I don't think that's indicative, Dave, of what Florida does or the struggles they've had. That's just something that they've, they've shown all year long. Yeah. All right, a few more thoughts here from Blake of all you serious sports, talking LSU. Uh, Blake, one more thought on the offense before we move to the other side of the ball. Offensive line, mass unit, you, you mentioned it earlier a bit, have not been able to settle on, on a lineup so far this year. Injuries. Uh, freshman having to come in. Dave, the offensive line, if you look at it, it's kind of like an indicative of who LSU is. You, you you have to bring in transfers. You have to bring in freshmen. The guys that Orgeron recruited at that position aren't good right now. Either they're not grasping it or they're just – they're not that good. Um, what's interesting is – I don't think Will Campbell, the the five, like I mentioned earlier, the five star left tackle. I don't think he's playing. He had a, you know, he had a, a you know, the ambulance call for him at practice last mm -hmm. week. You know, kind of a very scary situation. Um, but Emory Jones, another true freshman, playing at right tackle. Dave, he he's a he's a beast. Um, but they got to find a, you know, this is their sick. This will be game seven. This is their sixth different offensive combination, offensive line combination. That's where Florida's going to win. Okay, there. I just feel as if that LSU is not going to be able to run the ball on them. You know what? I forget the guy's name. The big four hundred fifteen pound nose tackle, uh, Des Watson. I, I mean, he's going to eat. Charles Turner, LSU starting center, is two eighty three. Okay, he's going to eat him alive. Like literally, roll him up as on Taco Tuesday of a burrito and just eat him <laughs> alive. Okay, uh, I don't trust him at all. They they don't they, they can't grasp the small things. Stunts, slants, they don't, they can't grasp it. And Dave, and that's a position you know well, right? Offensive line. Oh yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. I played center, you know, in college for for three years. Dave, this is day one install stuff, right? Like you, you know, to to your listeners, if you're in a pass set, you don't have a man, you have a zone. Well, they're playing man to man the entire time, and they're running into one another. They don't grasp it. And I know that Brad Davis, who is a fantastic offensive line coach, he's teaching them that because the freshmen get it. The freshmen understand. The the, the transfers get it. The transfers understand. It's the other two and three positions that 
for whatever reason, they can't figure it out. So, Dave, if if and when Florida wins, we're gonna, you're going to come on your post game show and say, "Well, where has this defensive line been?" And it's going to be an indi- a very big indication because LSU's offensive line is just not good. Now, Blake, there's uh, a that's a little bit of positive because. Florida's probably coming off their best performance up front against Missouri last week. Well, get ready. It's coming again. Okay? Like, you know, if LSU finds a way to run the ball, it's because it's something busted. Like, something happened. You know, I, it's not going to be because of a man-on-man. Florida just got beat. That's not going to happen. I promise you that's not going to happen. And if it does, Dave, I'll send you and your wife out to a steak dinner. Okay? <laughs> it just it, – it just it, Sounds like last year, Blake, that gummit. <laughs> well, it, it might, but – Again, again, but they haven't shown it, you know. But they have done some things to scheme things up. Like a zone read, you get Jane Daniels out there. Right. You know, maybe it's a little bit different, but um, I just can't – I can't see LSU's offensive line beating Florida up front on a consistent basis. Maybe you get a play here and there, but it's not – Dave, if it's starting five-plus, LSU's in deep trouble. They're in deep, deep trouble. You don't want to go watch Florida on Florida's defense on third and long last week. It, it, it might make you feel a little bit better. <laughs> so I, I did watch. I did watch the Mizzou game, but Missouri's offensive line is better than ours. Okay. I hate. To, I hate to say that. It just it, look. You know what's crazy? And I hate. And I know we're not supposed to talk about Missouri. How many close games can you lose? Man, I know that's three in a row. That's three in a row, man. I mean, it's just like Drinkowitz is. <laughs> I don't get it, man. I, I don't. I feel so bad for him because I, I I met Drink at SEC Media Days what two years two years ago. Great guy. It just, dude, I feel so bad for him. It's like it's like he's got hocus pocus on him in October. <laughs> uh, Blaze moves to the other side of the ball right quick and look. Tennessee is going to score almost everybody out there. Probably not the best barometer to go by uh, when looking at this LSU defense. Uh, you know, for you know, was it? How much of it was an outlier of what we saw, what you guys have put on defense on film last week versus Tennessee? I mean, because it's 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 been a better defense than I think what we saw the last couple of years for, from LSU, oh, you know, at least leading up to that Tennessee game. And like I said, I'm not judging too much because Tennessee ate Florida alive. A lot of offenses are, but Tennessee's going to do that to a lot of teams this year. Tennessee scored their first touchdown from their own twenty. Right. I mean, I mean, LSU fumbled the opening kickoff. Then they had a 58-yard punt return. They kicked a field goal. Then they don't score again, Dave, for – you know, they go three and they go three and out, and then they don't score again until LSU goes for it on fourth down on Tennessee's side of the field. They don't get it. Tennessee has a 30-yard drive touchdown. They did not necessarily beat LSU defensively, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, the stats are going to look a lot more skewed in a way, but they held their own for – three quarters it it got to a point where they just i think they kind of broke down um look they the, schematically this is the best that i've seen since aranda they you know they have talent on that side of the football they're gonna scheme things open five-star uh linebacker Harold perkins dave i'm gonna tell you they're gonna they're gonna use him to spy anthony richardson it's gonna be man blake don't first of all that that one hurts you guys got him Oh, uh, that back yeah. you go, go, going through. So I mean, he's from New Orleans, though. Dave. Uh, oh, I know. Yeah, yes, and, yes. You know, like, don't get me wrong. There, there were plenty of reasons I know, but oh, because believe me, we could use him right now. That's that's another reason I'm saying. But you guys can too. As <laughs> go going oh. to that point, but he is a playmaker. I was gonna, oh, I was gonna single him out because if if anybody has f- followed Florida recruiting, it was a Florida LSU battle, and no you, know, doubt. You, you guys got him, and we're going to hear his name Saturday. And I agree with you. He was lot. one guy. Look, not a good matchup for Tennessee, but a really good matchup for Florida. Hey, you don't know the defense completely, Harold. Here's what you do. Wherever 15 goes, <laughs> go to you. And, and literally, that's what they did against Mississippi State. Wherever Will Rogers goes, you go. He had two two I say two sacks, one and a half sacks. He let he leads the team in tackles. I mean, he's all over the place. And did he have an interception versus Auburn? game-winning, game-clinching interception against Auburn outside of Greg Brooks. I I mean, he's all over the place. And what's crazy, he might be a better running back. That's what Mm. the crazy part in all of this is. 
is if LSU, you know, I know for a fact, and so Dave sources on your show, LSU had some running back issues. They even talked about in meetings like, hey, man, do we move 40 over there? I mean, but mm. then he goes out there and he does what he does. And it's like, no, you can't, you can't move him. Um, it's going to be one-on-one. I, I will say this. I, it's going to be interesting to see how he tackles in the open field against Anthony Richardson, right? Like, I think that that's going to – this game's going to really show how how good he is, but I have a lot of faith in him to be able to do some things. you got to keep him on the field. I, I Dave, they're freaking out over here because he didn't play a lot. Well, he's getting lost in, in, in zone coverage. I mean, they, right. they went at him right at him. 40 comes on the field. Josh Heupel was licking his chops. Three carries, 29 yards. He comes back in. They throw three, like, little out and ups and then out routes, and then you had to pull him. He just – it wasn't – he wasn't ready for that type of offense. This offense, though, when it's kind of downhill, pistol, zone read, this is where it, it, it's the best for him. I agree, agree. I think we're they think we're going to see him out there on the field – a good bit for LSU. So, Blake, man, hey, I, I can't thank you enough. Really, really good conversation here ahead of this game. Always, uh, Florida, you, know, LSU. you know I love coming on here with you, brother. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, Blake, what you got going on if uh, any of my Gator fans want to check out uh, what you guys got going on Are You Serious Sports? Dave, the LSU fans, I'll, let me I'll ask you this question. If there's okay. one place to eat in Gainesville, Ooh. so we do this foodie segment every week, uh, and I guess because I'm – 292 pounds of strong steel and sex appeal. They think that I know, which I probably should. Where's the one place that, and you guys can comment in the you know comments below, where's the one place we sh- the LSU fans should go and eat in Gainesville this week? Uh, I like Mojo Barbecue. Mojo and, Barbecue. Yep, and Ember Steakhouse. Paid promotion. Y'all pay this yeah, man. Yeah, that, yeah, I probably had to go back on that one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes, indeed. Um, no, look, big recruiting. Um Tidbit coming tomorrow on our forum, AYSSnetwork.com. You know, we go Monday through Thursday and Saturday mornings and postgame, uh, 7 p.m. Uh, and, and 9 a.m. on Saturdays. AYS Sports, you can catch us there. And, uh, Dave, man, I, I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely, Blake, man. Thanks for coming on Gators Breakdown. No problem, man. Anytime. Your favorite players always strive to put themselves in a winning position, and it's about time you did the same with my booking. MyBookie has the biggest online selection of odds and contests to fill all your sports betting needs anytime, anywhere. Bet on the NFL, college football, MLB playoffs, or play for a share of big cash prizes in the weekly blackjack tournaments. If you've been waiting for the right time to get in on the action, that time is now. Make your winning move today. Sign up at MyBookie, use promo code GATERS, and claim your deposit match of, of uh, up to an amount of $1,000. Again, that's promo code Gators to claim your bonus, experience sports in a whole new light, and make this season a winning one. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. You know the goosebumps you get when Florida takes the field? Or when that 63-yard Hail Mary actually works? Or the thrill of a game-winning interception in the end zone? What a rush. You can experience that same rush every day at your home with Shark Coatings. We'll cover your old, ugly concrete with a beautiful industrial concrete coating and a warranty that lasts longer than most careers in professional football. So whether your garage floor is for parking, partying, or working out, Shark Coatings can transform it. And if your pool deck is starting to look like a bulldog, old, cracked, smells like pee, Shark Coatings can transform that too. Shark Coatings is easy to clean, stain resistant, and is 100% antibacterial and antimicrobial. We're easy on the eyes and on the maintenance. Gator Nation is worldwide, and Shark Coatings is based right in the heart of it. So whether you live in Brunswick, Georgia, or Live Oak, Florida, down to Ocala, over to New Smyrna Beach, or anywhere in between, Contact us for a free estimate today. Learn more at sharkfloorcoatings.com. That's sharkfloorcoatings.com. Thanks to our sponsors there for following us along all season right here on Gators Breakdown, my bookie, and Shark Coatings. All right, let's get into some more LSU talk. As I mentioned earlier in the episode, four and two on the season, two and one in the conference. Take a look at that schedule one more time. They lose the season opener to Florida State, 24-23. Many of us had eyes on that game being uh, that sole game on that Sunday night to kick off the season. And special teams 
mistakes, driving all the way down at the end of the game, going for that extra point. That gets blocked. Florida State goes on the win, beats LSU by one point. Then they get a 65-17 victory over Southern, does LSU. And then the big upset win, and it even looks more even looks even more like an upset, of course, right now. 31-16 over Mississippi State. Did LSU win that game? Then a 38-0 victory over New Mexico. 21-17 victory over Auburn, where they fought back 17-0. LSU's feeling good about themselves. Set up that big game in Baton Rouge last week versus Tennessee. Tennessee storms in and wins 40-13. to So there's your look at LSU. Now let's take a look at the stat comparison between these two teams. Total offense, pretty, pretty close. When you want to look at that statistic, if you're on YouTube, you can follow along. If not, audio version right here. I'll put it out there as best I can to follow along. But total offense... Gators with a small edge. 49th in FBS, LSU's 54. That's 7th in the SEC for the Gators, 8th for LSU. Gators 435.3 yards a game. LSU not far behind, 428.8. Scoring offense. That translates more to LSU. Ranked 53rd in the country, 8th in the SEC, 31.8. That is one point higher than Florida. Florida's averaging 30.8. Ninth in the SEC, one spot behind LSU. Ten spots as far as FBS rankings go. So very similar right there. The difference for both teams are opposites for offense. Florida, better rushing team. LSU, the better passing team. Florida rushing 213 yards a game. That's 19th best in college football. Fourth in the SEC. LSU 53rd in college football. Seventh in the SEC at 172.5 yards per game. Passing offense, as I mentioned, that's where LSU has the advantage. 52nd in college football. Fifth in the SEC at 256.3 yards a game. Florida 92nd in FBS. And 10th in the SEC, 222.3 yards per game. Of course, last week's 66-yard performance by Anthony Richardson not doing any favors there. Passing efficiency, neither team really jumps out at the page there. LSU 77th in the country, Florida 89th in the country. Touchdown interception ratio, that's pretty bad for Florida, of course, as we know. Only six touchdown passes to seven interceptions for Florida. Anthony Richardson tied for 115th in FBS, 11th in the SEC. LSU tied for 53rd. Touchdown to interception ratio. Eight touchdowns, only three interceptions. Not all on Jaden Daniels, by the way, the starting quarterback for LSU. That's eighth best in the SEC. And then the big difference. As I mentioned, offense pretty, pretty similar in a lot of statistics there. Defense, not so much. LSU rolls into Gainesville with a 29th best defense in FBS, fourth in the SEC, only giving up 328.5 yards per game. Florida, 99th in the country, 12th in the SEC at 412.8 yards a game. Scoring defense, LSU tied for 29th, 7th in the SEC, only giving up 19 points per game. Florida giving up 25.3. That's good for 63 63rd in the country, 12th in the SEC. Rushing defense, big, big gap there. Rushing defense, 55th for LSU, uh, nothing special. Sixth in the SEC, only giving up 134.8. Florida gives up 186, and that's 110th in FBS, 13th in the SEC, almost dead last. And then passing defense, LSU. And these two teams, of course, fight over the DBU moniker. Neither one can really claim it lately. But LSU, big gap here. Passing defense, 28th in college football, 7th in the SEC. And there you go. I mean, 28th in college football, but 7th in the SEC. Let's you know how the SEC is there. 193.7 for LSU, giving up in, in the passing attack. Florida, 
63rd in FBS, 11th in the SEC, giving up 226.8 yards a game. Uh, let's keep going through now, just kind of picking and choosing turnover margin. Uh, Gator, you, that's important because it lets you know how many turnovers the Gatorways, Gators are getting. Of course, 12 takeaways. First in the SEC, by the way, tied for 14th in the country. They only lead a two by plus two turnover margin for the Gators because you heard us talk about all the turnovers there as far as Anthony Richardson's touchdown to interception ratio. Plus two, tied for 43rd in the country, third in the SEC. Turnover margin for LSU, barely better, plus three. 38th in the country, second in the SEC. Takeaways, as I mentioned, Florida's first in the SEC, 14th. But LSU, same thing, 12 takeaways this year. Florida with six interceptions, LSU with four interceptions. On defense, sacks allowed, big, big advantage for the Gators here. Tied for fifth in the country, second in the SEC, only four sacks given up. LSU, 122nd in the country, 13th in the SEC. They have allowed 21 sacks this year. That's good for about three and a half sacks a game. Opponent red zone percentage, team's pretty even there. LSU, 34th in the country, Florida, 38th, 76.5% for LSU, 77.8% for Florida. Sacks per game, pretty even there as well. Gators with 12 on the year, LSU 13th through the year. Tackles for loss, Gators an advantage there. Give them five more, 36 tackles for loss, six per game, LSU Seven, seventh in the SEC with 31. So Florida had 36 tackles for loss. LSU 31. So there's your stat look for both these teams. And now let's get into more of the preview here. LSU has won three straight over Florida. 2019, the great Joe Burrow national championship team. Those receivers, the defense that came came along the way, you know, stifling that 2019 Gator offense led by Kyle Trask before they took off in 2020. And then 2020 comes along, the Fog Bowl, a shoe toss, Florida leaves Gainesville with their second loss of the season in 2020 That time, at, at that time. Then last year's game, Florida's big favorites going into Baton Rouge. And lose that game as well. An LSU team that could not run the ball at all runs it up and down. Florida, three straight wins for LSU. Three-game win streak is just one shy of tying the longest school record in history for LSU. The last six meetings between the two teams in Gainesville have been decided by a total of 27 points. And all have been one-possession games. In the last two meetings, LSU... Is plus seven in turnover margin versus Florida and has returned interceptions for touchdowns in the last two games as well. Look, you can break down this schedule for both teams and it's very similar. A lot of similarities. Wins over good teams, Florida versus Utah, LSU versus Mississippi State. Then both teams have those coulda, shoulda, woulda games. Florida versus Kentucky, LSU versus FSU in the season opener. And then the games where they struggle and they still find a way to win, Florida last week versus Missouri, LSU two weeks ago at Auburn. Both have losses to Tennessee, but Florida much closer in Neyland and LSU blown out at home last week. A lot of similarities when you start looking at that schedule and just kind of how some of the wins have taken place, how some of the losses have taken place. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Let's go back. You heard Blake and I talk about the offensive line. LSU has used five different starting combos so far this year. And a different one, of course, is expected Saturday versus Florida. Only one offensive lineman, Miles Frazier, has started every game this season. And that's been a left guard, right guard, and right tackle. So while he started, it's been in new spots. LSU has started the same offensive line in back-to-back games only once this season, and it was wins over Mississippi State and New Mexico. So Jaden Daniels, quarterback for LSU, is accounted for 10 touchdowns, 7 passing, 3 rushing. He also leads the Tigers in rushing for 359 yards, completed 68.8% of his passes, 121 for 176, and he's only thrown one interception last week versus Tennessee. He's opened his LSU career by throwing 175 consecutive passes without an interception, the second longest streak in LSU history, and the longest to open a season in school history. Threw seven touchdowns without an interception last week until Tennessee. Look, they don't take a ton of risk in this offense, and Daniels... High number of short passes so far this year. That's helped him contribute to hardly those, you know, hardly any, any interceptions. Got that first one last week. Very conservative passing attack here by LSU. But with that said, all that said, I am scared to death of him making plays with his legs. They rely on him to get yards on the ground. As you heard me mention, he is their leading rusher at the quarterback position. But at the same time, it's kind of weird to give up a lot of sacks, too. <laughs> so as mobile as he is and as, as good as plays he can make with his legs, still giving up a high number of sacks, as you saw earlier. So, of course, Florida's going to have to spy him, spy Jaden Daniels. But the defensive line at the same time is going to have to play more discipline than we have seen most of this year. And while LSU gives up those high number of sacks, that may not be the recipe here for Florida. If Florida gets so aggressive, they need to hit. If you're in the backfield, make the play. But it is a worry with what we've seen so far this year with how this this defense gives up easy quarterback runs. There's been pressure that almost gets there only to lead to a big quarterback run. So if you're going to win your battles up front, if and when you do, Get home. Make the play. It's been a bit, as I've talked about it on Gators Breakdown Plus more here than I have the regular podcast, but that's been my biggest thing about the defense is when you're in position to make a play, make the play. Enough of those plays have been there to make a difference for Florida this year, and they're not being made at a consistent high enough level. If you don't get home, do your job. Stay in your lane. Stay in position. Don't try and make something happen. Get out of position. Do your job. That'll go a long way in corralling Jake Daniels and him not making plays with his legs. But we got we're, we're going to go back to last week a bit because it was such a you know especially those third down and longs. But third down defense been an issue for Florida all year. LSU is 38th in the country in converting third downs, converting 43.4%. So something we definitely have to watch out for, but I'm going to throw you something up here, and even more, even more so. Third down defense just not getting it done. Take a look at the rest of the season. Utah, 47.6% on third down for the year versus Florida, 61.5%. Big jump from 47.6 to 61.5 when they played Florida. Kentucky is the only team that did not get better on third down when they played the Gators. Kentucky for the season, 46.8% against Florida, 30.8%. USF, 35.9 for the season, 53.3 versus Florida. Tennessee, 45.1% on the season, 66.7% versus Florida. 
Eastern Washington, 39% for the season, 44.4% against Florida. Missouri last week, for the season, 33.3% against Florida, 52.9%. So with a quarterback that can use his legs, make some plays happen, we've seen it all year. We've seen third down struggles all year. We've seen the mobile quarterback issues for most of the season. Got to figure something out here. And I think a lot of I think that that correlates a whole lot for sure. Against Missouri, it was just giving up third and long and some inexcusable pass plays being given up in those situations. Not so much quarterback runs, but we've seen quarterback runs correlate. Most of the season to this stat as well. And that's what Florida's dealing with going against LSU right here on third down for the season. Ooh, not pretty. All right, so let's go to the other side. You saw LSU ranked 29th in total defense to compare what Florida has faced so far this year as far as the Gator offense versus other defenses out there. Kentucky leads the way for teams played so far. 20th in total defense. Utah, 22. LSU sits there at 29. Missouri's 30th. Florida, and specifically, quarterback Anthony Richardson's best performance, Tennessee, comes in at 87th. So you can see why Florida has some success versus Tennessee. But, you know, I didn't look and see where USF was, but. Um, we know their defense not to be good. Didn't take advantage in that game like you did versus a bad defense like Tennessee. So, as I said, did what you were supposed to do. But with Kentucky, they were the 20th total defense. You struggled. Utah, 22, good performance. LSU's at 29. What happens? Missouri, 30th. Eh, run game, okay. Passing attack, not there. So all these teams kind of grouped together right there. As far as Kentucky, Utah, LSU, Missouri, we'll see what it means. LSU is tied for the SEC lead in turnovers game with 12. If you heard me mention earlier, they have turned the 12 turnovers into 41 points. Gators have turned it over 10 times this season. Not a good recipe. Not a good recipe there. Looking at a couple more players, linebacker Micah Baskerville, He's coming off his career best 15 tackles last week versus Tennessee. Leads LSU with 30 tackles. B.J. Ojolari leads the Tigers in both tackles for loss, four and a half. Sacks, three and a half. That's only in three games. So hopefully the Gators don't see... Remember those third quarter, third quarter struggles earlier this year? And LSU, they make some great adjustments throughout the game and at halftime. When LSU allowed Tennessee to score two touchdowns and a field goal in the second half, it was the first points allowed in the second half since week three versus Mississippi State. Mississippi State only kicked the field goal in the second half, and we know how good that Mike Leach offense is. Prior to the Tennessee game, LSU's defense held opponents to scoreless second half possessions in 14 consecutive possessions. Of course, most of that was Auburn and New Mexico thrown in that mix. LSU has outscored opponents 92 to 54 in the second half. Second half team there, so don't get comfortable. Don't get too comfortable. A lot of that, you know, going the road a couple weeks ago versus Auburn, they're up 17-0. Auburn has all the momentum at home. LSU fights back and wins that game 21-17. So LSU, you know, they'll still, with those athletes, they still, they'll man up at times more than some of Florida's past opponents here this year. Richardson needs to go out there, be confident and accurate. Wide receivers need to win their battles in separation, one-on-one battles. Not sure Florida will be able to run much on LSU. We'll see, but can, can they hit the big run? LSU has only given up nine runs of 20-plus yards. 
three more than 30-plus and only one more than 40-plus. Florida has six runs of 40 or more yards. I'm talking about the big plays here. The, the passing game is going to struggle. Can you replicate what you did against Missouri last week? It's going to be tougher, I think, this week. Going to be tougher this this week, I think. I really do. Think LSU worth about a touchdown more than Missouri? And that goes into my score prediction. I've talked up LSU a little bit right here, haven't I? <laughs> uh, I have, you know, going through it here, kind of seeing what they do. That, that, that hurts Florida. But, but, I'm torn on this game. I don't know which way to go. I really don't. These two teams are enigmas, not consistent, very similar. And what have I always fell back on? You guys know my, my, my own rule here. It worked versus Utah because just didn't know what we had going into that game. But everything's so new. First game for Billy Napier and the team. But looking at both of these teams, I just I don't know where to go on this one. So going back to the rule, if I'm torn, if it's 50-50, I go with the home team. Or our home team, not the home team. Our home team. I'm going Gators here, 27-24. I think this is going to be one of those close games. I'm not so sure I see uh, – a jump out like 17 nothing like Auburn did a couple weeks ago, and LSU storms back. I think this one's a tug of war all the way throughout the game. I'm not sure we'll ever feel comfortable. I'm not even sure if we'll ever get to the point where we feel like one of these teams can just kind of pull away. You know, like last week you know, against Kentucky, we felt early in that game Florida had a chance to pull away and didn't do it. Last week against Missouri a couple times, up 10 nothing, up 24-10 not being able to pull away. I'm not sure I'll get that feeling this one. I think the emotions for both high, both teams run a little bit higher this, here, here on this one. I don't know what type of performance we'll get from Anthony Richardson. I've given up trying to predict that. You know, that's why last week was so big. You had those two good performances versus Tennessee and Eastern Washington, albeit not great defenses, but playing better than you did. It didn't translate last week. Can he turn it on this week? I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. I mean, 27 points here for a struggling quarterback is probably still too many. And I think, the Florida, I think the Florida run game will hit enough. I'm not so sure we see the big long runs we saw last week, but you know, maybe we see more of the you know, 8, 10, 12 carry yard runs. And that's what's going to carry this game, I think, for the Gators. I think they'll do enough in the run game. I think Anthony Richardson, because I, I give up trying to figure it out, just don't go out there and have the the awful the, the awful performance. And that's well in the cards. It's in the card. It's in the deck. I could draw that card at any time. And that's the scary part. It feels like there's, you know, in a in a deck of cards, there's four, one for each suit. Feel like I, there's a lot of wild cards in there. Like I don't, I don't know what we're getting, and I feel like there's so many more of those in there. We need to see the consistency. And this is a good defense. You go out there and play good. Okay, I'll feel a little bit better. But the question will still always remain: till we see it on a more consistent basis, what are you getting from the quarterback position? But maybe he makes some plays with his legs. Unless he's going to play some. More man defense than some other past opponents. Maybe that'll be there. Of course, they'll spy him. Harold Perkins, a recruit we all were falling oh so close. Maybe a main name to watch out for there. But it's close. It's close. It's close. I'll roll with our orange and blue to get it done. Defense, the other side of the ball. Yeah, I just think we're going to be frustrated some more. We're going to be frustrated some more. Hope this doesn't turn out like the Tennessee game. You're know, Hooker, not really known to turn the ball over. Jaden Daniels, not known to turn the ball over. But Florida's defense has been able to do it against Tennessee. It was forcing some fumbles. So I'm not sure how you can really 
think can rely on getting interceptions, but Florida's been a very opportune in turning and creating turnovers, forcing turnovers. So when I sit here and say, at least you know, for quarterback and Anthony Richardson, we don't know what we're getting. Well, with this defense, we know a lot of what we're getting. A struggle. Hopefully some tighter coverage this week. Hopefully some more aggressive play. Hopefully some smart play up front to hold that quarterback in the pocket or hold him in very limited run yards if he does take off. But the turnovers have been there. The turnovers have been a constant. But I hate going into a game having to rely on that. But they have been a constant. So I know it doesn't seem like I'm so... I'm not confident in the pick. I wouldn't be confident picking LSU either. That's That's part of it here. And that's probably why it sounds like I'm talking LSU up so much a little bit here in, in, in the preview. But we, I mean, look, we, we talk about our Gators you know, two episodes out of the week, the day after a game, the Monday here with Will. So you, you got your Gator talk. I'm giving you the opponent preview. Talking about what to look out for, what they do well, and in some places they have struggled. But this one really is. I mean, this is the virus. About as close as, a, as hard as a game... I've I've never had to pick. I think I just I I don't I really do not know, and I don't have a I don't have confidence either way. Like usually, if I will pick Florida in a close win or something like that, oh I'm I'm confident though. I'm still kind of, I, I don't know. The fan in me. Okay, I, that that's kind of where I lean a little bit in, in trying to break the tie. But twenty seven twenty four, in a close dramatic game between Florida and LSU. So right, thanks to Blake Rafino one more time for joining us right here on Gators Breakdown, previewing these LSU Tigers. Hopefully you all enjoyed this episode. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. It really, really helps us out here on this YouTube version. And that'll do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown. I am your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Guys and girls out there, thank you for listening to this episode of Gators Breakdown. <laughs>